Do you think you could take a baboon? No, yeah, one on no, 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 no way. No. You think you can take I a put baboon? my entire easily. life savings against you losing to a baboon. So yeah, easily. I'm absolutely safe. Is I'll a baboon bet in, in Japan? Oscar, uh, no. all they do is swing from trees all day, dude. Yeah, I win. Easy. Their thought process is like kill or be killed. They they will literally just like go all out. I win. They name? have they'll, red butt. Oscar, they'll shit on their hand, smear it all over your face, and then bite your neck. Okay, he's into that. I win. Yeah, he's into that. I win. I don't care. I beat a kangaroo. The only, the only enemy I don't beat is a silverback gorilla. I think you. Lose You'd beat a grizzly bear. Yeah. <laughs> Polar bear, grizzly bear, hippo. lion, cheetah, oh, yeah, hippo, elephant, rhino, whatever the fuck you want. Oscar. I win. Blue whale. Yeah. In, in, the, in the, the ocean. I stay on land, bro. I swim to shore. What is the first breed of dog that you're gonna be able to beat in combat? The first breed of the dog? The first? Yeah. Dude, yes, like, like a like a fucking echelon. like Maltese or whatever the fuck it's called. Little, <laughs> Maltese or <laughs> little chocolate. <laughs> little six pound little white motherfuckers. Like, like, <laughs> what are those called? Cocoa. Shih tzus. No, no Cocoa. Shih tzus look like them, but yeah. I, I think mean, it is a Maltese. Yeah, a Maltese. Yeah, Maltese yeah. is crazy. Maltese is really bad. I, get to, I can think of a few Maltese's too. Yeah, Dude, exactly. I would. Okay, right, so what's, what's the uprush? Oh, actually, I messed up the question. What's the uprush on? All of them. Oscar, you I'm give me a Doberman, know. fucking easy. I think like one of my puppies. No, one of my puppies would be able to take you. Dude, Doberman. They have three, three Rottweilers at once. They have. Sharp I have teeth. it. You lost to the sun, bro. You have to yeah, go home because of the sun, that's bro. True. Okay, do you think you can be the sun? No, exactly. Well, I three can... Rottweilers is an easier target than the sun. No, but... How am I going to be an astronomical unit? <laughs> a hat. Yeah, bro. Exactly, exactly. Long sleeve. Bro, you can't punch the sun. Yeah, you but can... you can beat it by, like, not getting burnt. And you got burnt, I feel like. Yeah, but... but so bro. you did lose to the sun. Whereas, like, I'm getting all the things I need. I mean, look, when you really... If you really want to get into it like that, everything in our universe runs off of sunlight like everything we know runs off stored sunlight carbon oil petroleum whatever it's all stored sunlight yeah there's no way of escaping it so there's no way you can beat the sun but you lost to it oh yeah <laughs> no, that's I fine use it. that's beating it a rottweiler on the other hand i can fucking knock up and it's easy Knock up. Dog shaga. Dog shaga. Should we start talking about soccer? No, not? Who's ready for some soccer talk? Hello everybody, welcome back to the Beatmobile. I hate my co-host. Uh, hello everybody. No. Welcome back. Start over, ready? Hello everybody, welcome back to the We Know Ball podcast. I'm your host, Jack. I'm here with my co-host, Oscar. And our special guest co-host, Bobbert. Bobbert, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure, really. It's been a minute. We love you. We're happy you're here. I've been actively avoiding it, but now it's finally come around. He's he, Now that Man U's doing better, he's back. Yeah, it's true, actually. It's true. I feel <laughs> now like the now they're doing here. better, it's back. I mean, yeah, the last time you were here was a stinky period, if I remember correctly. I feel like it was, it was just as we were getting good. I feel like it was just after the it Brentford. Was, was it pre-Ronaldo, though? It was. Oh, my God. Oh, I or was think it during still, Ronaldo? I think Finn was still saying Ronaldo was the problem. So, yeah, I think it was. Okay. Well, I've been on since the World Cup. So, yeah. It's, it's, okay, so it's been, it's, it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thank you. 
Um, no spoilers, by the way. I haven't seen the World Cup yet. <laughs> don't tell me what happened. Just to give a little context for today's episode to both my co-hosts and to the listener. Uh, today, we're going to be spending the first half of the episode or so uh, focusing on the topic of state-owned football clubs, a.k.a. sport washing. Um which is why we brought Bobber here today, because Yay. Bobber is is soon to be a state-owned club today, if everything goes correctly. I heard today was the... Well, today I feel Qatari. Yes, today he feel Qatari. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go through kind of like first what happened, how it started to happen, why people do it, and then kind of what's going on nowadays. And then we'll have a little discussion about what we think the future looks like. Um, does that sound good? Sweet. I don't have a choice. <laughs> Oscar looks really just kind of yeah, sad for, in this corner right now. For the audio listeners, he is currently playing with one of my, uh, what's the correct? What's autistic the toy, you can say. It's an autistic <laughs> toy. <laughs> it's an autistic toy. It's one of, it's a yeah. Toy. It's a fidget toy. It's a cube. And every time we come to record, he does not pay a single ounce it's, of attention to the conversation and just plays with the cube. And I've just clocked. Is the webcam only pointing at Oscar and this cube? Uh, uh, it's not really pointing at anybody. But, oh, okay. But theoretically, we could get an Oscar shot of him just playing with the cube. Um, anyways, I add to his podcast. <laughs> oh my God. He does. He does do so much, and we're so happy he's here. <laughs> anyways, uh, just to give some context to what we're talking about, uh, the term that's broadly used nowadays is sports washing for for what we're talking about, because sports has like inadvertently become the world's most powerful spectacle. Uh, especially world football. So, you know, like soccer as we know it. I mean, even in the World Cup final of 2018, there was an estimated 3.572 billion people who watched that World Cup final, That's which is big. over 50% of the population during that year, which is pretty crazy. It's like two Chinas. Uh, if anyone wants the source to that, it is the FIFA resources page. Jack makes up his sources. I, yeah, I completely lie. I am the source. Yeah, yeah. I sent him a text. He quotes I am podcast. Jose Mourinho. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but for many years, like the we've kind of seen a prevalence of corporate sponsorships start to grow in world football. Here's a question for you guys: When do you think the first sponsorship happened in world football? Ooh. 1973. No, are you daft? 1973. Yeah, you think I think that it was, was the a German first... club that was sponsored by a specific alcohol brand. No, can you? So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Wait, is it really? That's insane. It has to be before 1970. No, no, it I is. Was, yeah, don't tell me. Okay. I was thinking Oscar was like looking at your screen, but now I think he made. He has he has the document. Okay, on so his it is screen. a German football <laughs> brand in 1973. Yes, in 1973, Eintracht Braunschweig became the first official uh, sponsored shirt. It was sponsored by Jägermeister, oh, no, that's, which is pretty oh. dope. Uh, they that got complaints about switching the the. They used to have, like, the big font on the front of their shirt, and everyone's like, that's stupid-looking and, and makes it unfair. So what they actually did was they switched out their badge for the Jägermeister, Jägermeister oh, logo. that's cool. So now there's just a Jägermeister logo instead of having the front text. But then over, like, I think it was 1979 was when England started to pick it up, and that was in, like, the fourth tier. And that's when they just had the sp- shirt sponsor in the front, and then everyone else picked on after that. So how come you can see in, like, World Cups before that the shirts that say, like, Usa on the front of them. What's that brand? I don't thing? know what that is. Oh, okay. okay. What, or, or what was the other one? It was like BRA on yeah. that one badge yeah. with a couple stars above it. Yeah, I don't know. What it's that a weird is. one, but yeah, we'll we, figure we it out. We gotta fact check that. We'll, one. we'll fact check it. Yeah. Um, but to go more into like what sponsorship look like nowadays, uh, Real Madrid 2023. Oscar, if you say the answer, I'm going to give you lashings. 
what, what do you think? think their deal was for their Emirates sponsor on the front of their shirt in per year? Is it just one year? Yes, one year. per in, year. In, in what? In euros. Okay, I would say probably the biggest club in the world, arguably. Mm-hmm. Not arguably. Fifty million. No. A year for a shirt sponsor. <laughs> no. No. <sighs> it it was seventy million. Seventy million. I was okay, gonna say okay. that. I was gonna <laughs> say that. Really, Oscar, answer. you're gonna say that. I was. Um, I would have assumed more actually. I, I when don't you know, talk man. about the a year per one year. But here's the thing though. When you look at the jersey numbers. But think about how many teams Emirates does. It's true. That's they might why be spending. That's what, they might yeah, be spending exactly. three fifty a year on church on sponsors, but, but that's through like five clubs. Yes, that's through a lot of clubs. I would have, but you hear the money that's thrown around these days. Though, it is true. It right? is true. And so it's like, because especially like the broadcasting rights, obviously that's yeah. a lot more yes. valuable than the shirt sponsor. Yes. But it's kind of getting there. It's close. You're you're not wrong. But to kind of get into that again, here's one you might find kind of surprising. Your man, your god, your goat. How many million euros per year do you think Cristiano Ronaldo rakes in? Off sponsors or salary? Sponsors. Okay. Alone. 45. Um, I no. would say, okay, so I don't, I can't remember if he's currently the highest paid athlete in the world. I know he's up there. I think mm-hmm. through his new deal, he probably is, but that's most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that nice money. Um, what is it? 250 a year? Or something? Is it two fifty? Or it's one twenty five a year for? I thought it was two. I think it was two fifty for two years. I think. Yeah. Uh, something so, stupid. Some, it's over a hundred yeah. mil a year. Um, I'm gonna say he collects a nice little bit of. Ooh, how much do I think his net worth goes up every year? I'm gonna do a, a nice easy answer, and I think it's gonna be more. But I'm gonna say a cool eight million. Forty five million oh, a year. Cristiano oh, Ronaldo does in corporate that's sponsors. Crazy man. So that's kind of to show a little bit of scale. I know. Obviously, it doesn't really matter because forty-five million to us is unfathomable. Pocket but change, really. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we have so so much money. We're Me and Oscar's so side rich. project is actually going pretty hard We're right now. So that is true. Rich. That is true. Um, but like the marketability of sport has so many outside entities now involved in it, um, and I think like that global lens is really appealing to outside of what we pr- traditionally see as businesses, uh, which is where kind of the sports washing thing starts, where we're countries start to use this idea of sports and and the you know marketability of sports to kind of clean up their own brand image which started in 2008 what club started this era in 2008 a uh, city city correct yeah, manchester city uh, kind of interesting story actually about how it came about really strange but pretty cool so in 2007 man city was acquired at a 75% stake by the thai prime minister Takshin Shinawatra for 81 million pounds. 70% for 80 million pounds. That's one Eden Hazard. Yeah, that is one Harry Maguire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The takeover was sketchy because, like, Shinawatra was involved in Thai corruption, allegedly, like, in their government. Um, But that summer, they blew a bag. They spent 60 mil in the summer. Had a decent season where they thought they were going to get European League, but then towards the end, they bottled pretty hard and finished in ninth. Um, 12 months after the acquisition, Shinna Watcher's assets were frozen oh. and s- causing City to search for a new owner. They like needed someone to cover the cost. So then they went out and they found the ADGU, the Abu Dhabi United Group, who purchased Man City for 210 million pounds in September of 2008, headed by Chairman Sheikh Mansour, who's the Prime Minister of Abu Dhabi. Mm. Uh, Wait, what, what do you think? He's a Prime Minister of Abu Dhabi? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's he's, crazy. He is the prime minister of the country, and he owns the group. Damn. Um, just Oscar again. Since you can you just turn off the document so uh, I can I'm start. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> no, you just no, looked at it. Looks now. <laughs> yeah, you literally just looked at it. I'm looking at a cube. Well, I'll just keep talking to Bobbert while you play with the cube in the corner. Um, Bobbert, what do you think Sheikh Mansour's estimated personal net worth is? Okay, so his personal net worth is basically the net worth of the UAE. No, no, himself. Just himself. But, yeah, but isn't he... Uh, I guess he's not royal family. He's he is minister. in the royal family. Okay, so yeah, his that's what net worth she. is... But his, not, not to his family, say. not his family's net worth, his net worth but alone. Hmm. I feel like the, the two are very interlocked, but... Can I throw out a wild guess? I, no. No, you can't. You cannot. Um, okay. <laughs> his own net worth, I'm going to say it's touching at... Shit, I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. I'll say under a bill. Well, no, because if it was the entire state, I'd say <laughs> under a billion. Exactly, I would have said, "Oh, it's it's quite a bit." I'll say nine hundred and fifty million dollars. Can I throw his, out a guess? No, his personal Se- net worth billion? is seventeen billion pounds. Oh, look at that. That's but guess was... what? You, you know how you said a part of the royal family uh-huh. of there. Guess what his family's net worth is. Okay, so this will be this. I'm just gonna tell you what it is because it's. Can it, I, can, let me have a wild guess on this. No. It is one trillion dollars is his family's net worth. One trillion dollars. Yeah, but that's the state of UAE. That makes it's sense. all of the UAE. But I little history fact, Oscar. You might know this. Okay, so obviously it's broken up into like all the different kingdoms. I don't know. I I forget the name of them. Yeah, the kingdoms. Yeah, how does the royal family work if there's like all like all the different like uh Loki? Think about it. Like uh, it's gonna sound dumb. But you ever seen like The Godfather? Yeah. Like think about it like that. So there's there's any 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 idea of what that means? No, no. (laughs) For those who haven't seen the Godfather, no. Okay, there's like there's there's the big Donnie, whatever, like Sheikh Mansour's dad or Mm -hmm. whoever, and then he has like forty seven kids, and each one of those kids has one of his sheikdoms. Oh, okay. So it's like it's kind of like the Duke system in England. No, not really. Oh, oh, oh. I um because Duke is based off like land, whereas this is like straight like inheritance. But do they just get land by being a part of it? Like, like... no, it's a whole thing. So if Donnie's the prime minister, is it of all the? No, no, he can he can be the prime minister of a sheikdom of Abu Dhabi, but not the the sheikdom of the United Arab Emirates, which is probably like his dad or his uncle or whoever. Makes sense. Um, but then like his brother is like the the prime minister of like Dubai then. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Do you think it, like... Oh, I guess it, they would. Never mind. Anyways. Uh, since that takeover in 2008, Man City have spent 101.44 billion euros on transfer fees alone, with them also having the highest average salaries in the world. Uh, however, the Abu Dhabi United group is the not the only foreign investment group. Pretty interestingly, right? Yeah, it's not. The second one is the Qatari Sports Investments. Qatar. Uh, established in 2005 by Sheikh Tamim bin Ahmad Al Thani, who is the heir to the Qatari throne. He bought a 70% stake of PSG in 2011. Uh, since 2011, PSG has spent over $1 billion in transfer fees and offers even more lucrative wages in Man City, paying Mbappe alone £110 million a year. He deserves it. <laughs> Uh, they completely dominate French football, obviously, but they're still wow. yet to raise the UCL trophy, similar to Man City. I don't... I <laughs> PSG saying dominate French football is, I'd say they, like... They lost a run 2-0 today. I, dude, they lost, but they also... They're kind of throwing recently. A little, yeah. They didn't win Ligue 1 two years ago. No. How no. did they... Yeah, but okay, they've also... They've they also, also poached the guy who made the other team win Ligue 1. They've yeah. also gone 14 for 15. 
in the last 15 years. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Wait, Which, did Monaco is that an exact? That? Is that an exact? It's literally an exact lineup of when Qatari bought it in 2005. Yeah. Like, like, pretty yeah. much exactly. Wait, did Monaco finish second that year? Yeah, Monaco yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that team yeah, is but so they, good. They went um, UCL semis or some shit. Yeah, I would say they went pretty far. Yeah, but they didn't. That was really... that the same year as the Ajax year? No, that was No, different. that was like 2013, bro. Because that was like Badamel Falcao and like Hamas. No, no, no. Monaco was 17. Monaco was 17. Mbappe was And Tottenham and Ajax was 18. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so at face value, obviously, these teams offer kind of the following four problems, but we're going to touch on the last one mainly. Firstly, uh, they have access to unrivaled war chest of wealth because yeah. one's family's net worth is a trillion dollars. <laughs> and the other one, I think, is like, I think it's f- around 200 billion, the family mm-hmm. net worth, which is still stupid. Uh, the second one is the domination of their national football leagues. So Man City with the Premier League, which is kind of debatable, I guess, but relatively not because, I mean. I, I think it shows its success, but I wouldn't say it's perfect. No, I no. I think it's PSG different. and City have been flawless. I think it's different in the English League because of the amount of money from other teams as well. Yeah. But you can see it much more clearly in PSG that they, like, own France. Yeah. Like, if you look at the best players in Ligue 1, they probably played for PSG Academy at some point. It's And it's also, like, the buy-in treatment of, oh, if they have someone good and they're on yeah, the rival team, ours. that's our player now. Exactly. Uh, also, on top of that, kind of the same thing. is like they have an unattainable incentive structure to bring, like, the best players and staff. As we were talking about Monaco, um, what's the guy's name that they took from from – who went from Monaco to Liel and they Campos. now have Luis Campos, who's now director of football at PSG, who's Alongside just unreal. Mbappe. Alongside yeah. Mbappe, co-directors of football. Um, but kind of the final one, which I think we can all agree on, is that they're diluting the value of competition. Um, I think no longer is it super fair in a lot of these places to say. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, bro, I'm not going to lie. Like, when you see, like, ESC Troy get promoted from <laughs> yeah. to Ligue 1 and they go, <laughs> and they oh, wow, up against we're going to Messi Paris next week. Mbappe and Neymar. Yeah, you're kind of fucked. Oh, like, there's just, not much you could do there. It's just such a long day to like have to work so hard Bro, to be in a competition. Also, nah, yeah. like, I'm sorry, like, dude, that Saturday sucks because they leave from <laughs> southwestern France at like 8 a.m. On a bus. Hit, hit a, a seven-hour bus. bus to Paris yeah. and go, well, we fucking lost 16-0. Time for the bus ride back home. Uh, yeah. And the whole time they're getting dogs abused yeah, from exactly. everybody. There's flares, people like Because all of France cars. is fans yeah. of PSG except Marseille. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the only place where anyone cares about football yeah, no, other than Paris. Um, so, kind of on top of the competition issue, we also have the, the issue of national governments getting involved in football. Um, I thought Marco did a really good, uh, really good article about it, so I'm going to pull it up quickly, that talks about this Mark Goldbridge news website no not Mark Goldbridge uh, yes Mark, Mark Goldbridge so um, it's the same Donnie's that said Ronnie was going to Alnes here before Ronnie was going to Alnes here yeah they're they're good at what they do at, they, at, no but the first the one Mark. was a fraud yeah, but they knew it uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> they knew it um they kind of hit on three main things so essentially what has happened recently as I'm sure you both are aware but uh Manchester City has been found that they have violated Ooh. The FA rules 115 times. Yeah. More than Ivan Tony bet on himself, I think. No, Ivan uh, Tony was Ivan 230. Was like two, oh, was like 230 no. Long. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read kind of this big chunk that came out from the European Investigative Collaborations Network. Uh, according to the documents, Manchester City's parent company paid millions in commissions to players' agents in violation of international rules and was behind a secret triangular deal to sign an underage Spanish footballer. 
Uh, numerous football leaks documents reached deep inside the club as well as the Executive Affairs Authority and Abu Dhabi government agency that advises the Emirates Crown Prince Sheikh Mohammed bin Saeed Al Nahyan on strategic policy. Um, Why did you say it like that? How am I supposed to say that name? <laughs> Smoothly and <laughs> fluidity. Maybe just say Sheikh. Can you just try again? Try again. <clears throat> Sheikh Mohammed bin Zaid I can't read it all at once. There's eight names. Okay. Sheikh Mohammed bin Zaid Al Nahayan on strategic policy. Uh, essentially, here's here's the big the big takeaway. According to the investigation documents, Al Mubarak approved the money flows that were channeled through the government and ended up in the football club's account. Um, so essentially, they have been using the government's money to fund the club. Who would have guessed it? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm so shocked that all of a sudden... Well, the years of fan jokes uh, <laughs> kind of all make sense now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also have the Sky Sports article where they talk about it. But essentially for the title, Manchester City are facing 101 charges of alleged rule-breaking from the Premier League, ranging from assisting league investigations, profitability and sustainability, to manager remuneration and accuracy of financial information. They've essentially been cooking the books with government money for the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah, that'll get you in trouble. That, that is going to get you in trouble. And kind of the punishments they're looking at now okay. are, it, it kind of goes in this order. Uh, suspend a club from playing league matches, point deductions, recommend to the board that league matches be replayed mm-hmm. is one of the potential offers. So they can go back... 10 That's years in history. Really Imagine actually. having, they're like, all right, this summer you're playing 380 Blackbird games. Rovers, man. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah, awesome. I mean, it will never happen, but I love that Bro, they actually Sunderland in League 2 right now? Like, what the fuck did you well, do there? Also, if they do that, are they not allowed to use the players that, like... Oh, they have to bring them back? Right? That's what I'm saying. Kunaguero back with the heart attack yeah, issues. Yeah, Pablo you... Zabaleta, 56 years old. He's probably like, still class. I won't yeah, lie. That yeah. man is a, he's a machine. I think they should actually do so that. Here's, here's again more of the punishments uh the commission can impose that or recommend that the board that the league expels the respondent club from the league so mm. man city could get expelled from the premier league compensation uh refuse registration of players they can probably retroactively say they no longer play for you because you paid with them with government money so that would be interesting is Erling Holland okay, free so, agent, Kevin De Bruyne free agent. Is that fair on the player? Let's say the let's say Erling Holland had no idea that these this money and this I don't think field. Erling Holland gives a fuck. Erling Holland was just but, good but, at Barcelona. No, no, no. But I mean, you say that though. But imagine you turn around to him tomorrow and say, "Okay, well, your paycheck, you're not getting that next week." Right? Yeah, I think because he calls Don Carlo and goes, "Yo, my G." Yeah, but still, that's like you when you're kind of happy in the Premier League doing your thing, and then you yeah. are unemployed. It'd be interesting to see. Well, it's not his fault, but he is a product of it. Like, exactly. It, you could. I'm. I'm not. I mean, certain Russian people had things taken from them that they might not have been involved in. But justifiably. I agree, justifiably. Yes. But but, uh, I mean, they didn't really have a choice. It's not like they no. went and invaded Ukraine, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they still probably benefit. It's true, actually. When you look at what Chelsea had to do, I mean. It's pretty unfair, the fact that... Theoretically, but if you think about that, that's one offense of breaking the rules. Now imagine 101 of those. Right, and when you think about it too, it's like the rules are pretty cloudy with the whole Bramovich thing. Obviously, Bramovich probably wasn't this like saint. But there are literal 
there's a book that exactly. says this is all illegal. Exactly. So it'll be interesting how hard they come down on. Yeah, this. I I think it could be the end of an era, um, for sure. But as we've kind of gotten into that government talk, we're gonna get into our final piece of government issues. Now that we know government money's in football, Palestine versus Israel. What? In a way, he's what? not that far off. It's it's. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about more how politics are shifting into Ooh. into football now that these political bodies are in there, especially the Qatari World Cup. I think we can talk about it now that it's over. And obviously, Bobber, I don't want to spoil it too much oh, yeah, for you, you since you haven't guys, watched please. it. Um, but you there's just been a line of bad shit that has happened in this Qatari World Cup. And there's nothing I would have wanted more than it to suck. Unfortunately, it was a really, really good World Cup, which is unfortunate. Well, that's was, um, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen it or anything, but I've heard that no, it was rigged. Up, I yeah, I did also that. hear it was rigged. But from the start, it was kind of rigged because Qatari paid FIFA officials <laughs> to get their votes for it to be the host country oh, back in 2010. I know. And that got swept under the rug. That did get swept that under the rug because it was in rug. 2010. Yeah. So it was so long ago people forget that it happened, but it did happen. Like, it, it's not that... What are you? What are you? What? No, 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 about? no. I just, I completely agree. With you. I was just gonna say, like, every single time, they're like, I'm sorry. How do we, how do we see Set Blatter go? Oh my God, we're going to Qatar. That's yeah. crazy. And no one's like, huh, huh, that's interesting. Weird. Rank 142nd globally. <laughs> just won the World Cup bid. That's insane. Well, it's like yes. people joked, but it's legitimately like North Korea. It's like if 2032 yes. was yeah. North Korea. It's like it, you know what's actually a proposal. People want to do that to try to like ease global tensions. I know, Bro. and it's crazy. And oh my so God. Silly. The idea of sending like Thomas Muller to fucking North Korea. North Korea, dude. Uh, human son. Yeah. Human son from Tottenham in North Korea would <laughs> yeah. not. Well. But they don't even have electricity. Like, yeah. you can't have a World Cup. They have, they have the biggest stadium in the world, though. So we could have one stadium. and they That actually kind of gas. There. Like, that yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah. But and you get, like, university footy pitches. They would yeah, exactly. win. They Just would shoot. have to win, though. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, would. Neymar would that get shot in the back of the head. They'd be like, that doesn't really look like Neymar. Like... <laughs> Uh, there's no just... no fans are allowed. They're only allowed TV, and it's just all North Koreans dressed oh, in different kids. <laughs> you just see like a Asian dude with a Neymar jersey <laughs> on him. No, imagine like a North Korean trying to look German, like dyed blonde hair. <laughs> dude, that's I, what I'm I think... saying. But they're so malnourished that they like faint at the 60th minute. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, getting more into like the Qatari issues. Obviously, that's the first one back in 2010. Uh, when that happened, obviously the world was very concerned with the lack of infrastructure in Qatar due to the fact I think they had like two cities at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so all, they brought in all the migrant workers um, from Southeast Asia, actually 2.1 million yeah. migrant workers. Uh, not necessarily all for uh, Qatar, like the World Cup, but that was to fill themselves, to make themselves a country. Um, between 10, 2010 and the World Cup, over 6,500 migrant workers died in Qatar, which is a higher percentage rate than anywhere else in the world for, for labor conditions. Um, a lot of people who were interviewed in this Guardian article talked about how it was unlivable conditions. They lived in a concrete box with no AC and were made to work 14 hours a day in 118 degree heat. Um, I have a little uh, side note on that. I've also heard a two-parter. First part is confirmed true. Second part, rumor, but likely to be true. Okay. Um, they primarily got Im uh, immigrants from India and Pakistan to show up, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, of which once they would land in either Doha or Lusail, they would basically yoink their passports and go, cool, stadiums over there get to work. Yep. Confirmed true. Yep. Uh, second part, 
allegedly, uh, there's no real way to fact check this, but they said, like, once they would rock up and take their passport, I go, oh, we're going to send the money you earned back home to your family. Like, whatever address we gave you, we'll send them an envelope of, like, the money you earned. We don't really know how well they send the money back home. <laughs> My God. So... No, I think this... I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to come out with something more outlandish. I think that has been confirmed, Oscar. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I the number, I don't think the second one has. So I, know I, the, remember, I know the passport yoing hitch was like a thing on BBC like a year ago. That's or something. so well, crazy. I remember, but no, the, like sending COVID, money... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But sending money back home one, like some got them and others were like, yeah, we haven't heard from Bobby since fucking 2014. And like, <laughs> we just don't know what he's up to. I thought what it was was also like they were deducting like, the amount of money that they were claiming was, like, living cost, right? Because they had these, like, workers at yeah. at the stadium building it, right? They weren't, like, yeah. off-site. And so they deduct, like, the living cost of whatever it was from their wages. Yeah. And, and they it, just made it zero. Exactly. Yeah. So they basically were like, well, uh, it about covers what you're spending, yeah. so we're yeah. even right now. Like, is, but you can't leave. You yes. can't leave. On some level, arguably slave labor. It's pretty much like prison work. It's, it's oh. basically slavery. Yeah, it it was it was indentured servitude. Yeah. It's, what's, <laughs> it's what's crazy is it's kind of like the philosophy of the country too. Is when you think about Qatar, they just import like all of their workforce. They import culture, bro. There's, say, there's ten donnies <laughs> who have a gazillion dollars. And I just like, looked this up. Guess the population of Qatar that are actual citizens of Qatar, not just their hundred thousands. I I don't know the number. Guess percentage. Like. Ten percent. Fucking yeah, eight point two five. Ten percent. Yeah, That's it's absurd. Ten percent of people there are actually citizens. Everyone yeah, else right. is there on It's a the same visa. thing in Dubai. In uh, in Dubai, it's all for retail licenses. If you spend like you're coming one hundred fifty thousand bucks, we give you like a ten year visa, and like only uh, there's like three million people that live in Dubai, and only like. Isn't there really low taxes in Dubai? Yeah, that's another thing. It's like no okay. income tax, but only like two hundred thousand are actual like UAE citizens. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. But I think that like that whole issue is kind of being seen a little bit in football. Like people are scared of thinking, Oh, well these guys just have a bunch of money and they're going to fake culture by just buying it. Yeah. As we've seen with, with the man city library, (laughs) like they don't have fans, bro. Um, And that's, what's really funny. is like, I love when this came out, like for years you heard the man city library jokes and like, and everyone kind of clocked them and everyone, everyone, even city fans were on the same page. Like you knew the joke was it's empty and no one's really a city fan. Like it would be hard pressed to find one, but no one thought of like the result of that and like didn't connect the two ends. And now it's so apparently clear. Of course they had to cook their books. There was no way they could have done that naturally. The empty ticket sales. You don't get it. It's just, it's absurd to me when you look at City and they're selling, like, I think it's 80% capacity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you guys are going to laugh at me, but if we look at Everton, like, I'm pretty sure they sell it like a... Okay, shut up. Uh, Arsenal does it too, to be fair. But they... And Man U, maybe. I don't know Man U that well, but I know they're expanding technically still. Mm-hmm. Aren't they adding, like, another 3,000 seats or something? Yeah, they are. Well. Um, but, but, like, we sell to, like, 99% capacity. Mm-hmm. And we're in a 30, 38,000, I think, 36,000, something like that, which is it's a smaller, but if you have an 80,000-person stadium and you're selling 55,000 tickets every game, you shouldn't be in an 80,000-person right, stadium. Thank God you're getting a new stadium by the docks. Yeah, right. That's oh. going to be good. No, but actually, genuinely, like, 53,000 is the size of that the stadium. The 53,000 fans watching the championship games will love it. Yeah, too. That, oh, the, th- the sad it thing be, is, like, it will happen. be pretty full. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I think in the Premier League, the only club that can kind of sit with having like a 90 to 85% capacity and like be okay with that is Spurs. 
Yeah. Firstly, yeah. he wants sports birds. Secondly, their stadium is really huge and really cool. So yes. it makes sense that they can't fill that every yes. weekend. And I think they, they do a good job of finding other ways to make money with the stadium, like the NFL and everything. I don't know, by the way, how they're filling that stadium right now. It's oh, kind of we'll, we'll get into that later yeah, okay. today. <laughs> um, okay. my, my second point about Qatar, and we touched on it a little bit, I think, when we were talking about the World Cup initially. but uh, And I think, actually, the Qatari, the head of the World Cup in Qatar talked about the issue of homosexuality and how today? that was like a problem did he say today i'm gay is yeah, that his actual yeah, quote yeah, yeah, yeah. or was yes, today was... i am gay today i'm migrant worker today yes. i am qatari okay so he had this whole speech about how like it's okay to be gay in qatar for the world cup blah 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 but in their literal law i looked up their their qatari yeah. law book yeah, definitely right it's homosexuality is illegal in qatar and punishable by three years in prison for public displays of uh homosexual affection yeah, so like well, if you held a hand with a dude you can go to prison for up to three years but what if i say no homo then it's fine if the okay, socks are if you yeah, if, if you have a man on, bent over outside the stadium but the socks are on it's fine anyways that kind of transitions into our next point and why bob you're here today uh manchester united are currently in the final stages of a qatari takeover a bidding war no don't say I, I here's the thing it might not go to qatar possibly not because but i want to bring in the other side of the argument as of strengthens it. friday march 17th qatar is looking to pay 6.2 billion for manchester united it's which true. is 200 200 million over the 6 billion price because tag. we're at our second round of bidding right now right yes we had the first round and jim radcliffe is looking four. to pull out no 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 no, no. Jim Radcliffe, I, I've heard, that might be newer, but from what I've heard, it's Jim Radcliffe came in at like four, and he was never going to get the club for four. But then he went to go visit the stands after his bid, and he went to go meet the Glazers, and I even think he might have went to go see Fergie too, but I know he went to the club and like saw everyone, yeah. and he said that he's going to go in for a second round of bidding. So that might have changed, but I, yes. think, I think he's going to go back in for it. Unfortunately, if you look at their net worths, uh, Mr. Jim has a net worth of 10, mil- 10 billion mm-hmm. pounds. And uh, Sheik Jassim has a net worth of 982 billion pounds. Little different. <laughs> little, little, little bit no, different. No, but it's really like, tied up in like other shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they have so much stuff to take like, care of yeah, in Qatar. You know what? They really have to pay those workers. You trade account. Oh my God, that's the most insulting part. That literally is. Oh. Yeah, that they're paying six point. They're paying right. over asking price for this. Um, but I kind of wanted to touch mainly on that LGBT thing about Man United because they do have the. I, I know, know. Bobber. It's important that you're here to speak about it too. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. But the Manchester United rights group or fan group, mm-hmm. it might even be the United Stand of Mark Goldbridge. I don't know. I don't know what Ooh. fan group it was. Um, but here's a quote from Catherine Fletcher of the group. She said, "The majority of United fans will probably be happy. Football is a joy for them. It's not a priority to think about human rights in a faraway country." But what, at what price are we prepared to have success of the club? We are not asking people not to support the team, but to think about the implications of being involved with a country that's got poor human rights. So that makes me have two thoughts. Um, firstly, it's true. Um, and I think this is kind of parallel to another issue, which I'm, I'm not going to dwell on because I'll get some groans. But I will bring up, um, because since last time I'm on the podcast something happened pretty drastic um, yes. in terms of the Mason Greenwood Manchester United drama. Um, 
which I think that's kind of bad to call. But um, I would not call. I would call it a a illegal crime. crime. I know, I'll call it. A, no, no, no. You can't say that though. You can't say that though, because in the eyes of the law, legally, it's not a crime. Because nothing happened in the eyes of the law. But what I will say is this. <laughs> but in the eyes of... No, no, but... but, okay, but no, listen, we'll, listen. we'll not get into that. Because obviously, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, that guy is a cool guy. He's good, obviously. Because he's guilty. Yeah. But in the eyes of the law, he's not. And you have to treat him like that because that's just how society works. Right, OJ Simpson. It's true, though. It's like yeah. we don't go around handcuffing OJ because we know it's he true. did it. It's true. Um, But what was really interesting is the Man United women's team literally came out and said, we don't feel comfortable with him getting back and going on the same pitch that we're on. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see if they're going to have that amount of sway to keep Mason Greenwood off the team because they are mm. pretty adamant they don't want him associated with Manchester United Football Club. Yeah. And I think that's where it's going to come down to. And if I'm being honest, I don't think Joel Glazer cares. I don't think he cares if he's but selling But will the it. fans care? Do you think the fans but will? Joel Glazer doesn't care about the fans. That's true. So, so here's the thing. If you're talking about oh, should we avoid Qatar for human rights? Sadly enough, the guy who has basically all the say doesn't care. He yeah. doesn't care. He wants money. Um, and so I think it's a shame. But I think there's a bigger issue, too, if you're a football fan. Let's say – and it's not a bigger issue in terms of, like, the world. But yeah. Let's say you're a football fan and you live in England and you are super anti-Super League. Yeah. Um. You look at the two owners that might own Manchester United. Let's say you're a Manchester United fan, and it's the Qatari royal family, or it's Jim Radcliffe. The Qatari royal family is great because you're going to become a super team, and you're going to get everything you want, and all your dreams are going to come true, and Mbappe is going to come, and it's going to be great. (laughs) The problem is, who's more likely to turn around in five years and say, a Super League sounds kind of exciting, playing the best teams in the world? being able to play in Sydney on a Sunday, then going to New York. Jim Radcliffe is born in Manchester, U- Manchester, not Manchester United, because yeah. he's going to be born in Manchester United, but is a lifelong fan of the Premier League and of the club. He's not about to go sell out to the Super League. He's not. on a f- he, Now, he might need the money more than Qatar yeah. does, which is true, but I don't think he would res- resort to the Super League. I mm-hmm. think he'd resort to selling bits of the club for more investment funds or stuff like that. Fair. And so I think if you're a fan of the Premier League, you should try to avoid the Qataris. I yeah. think they're going to have less respect for the infrastructure and for the culture and for the legacy. And they're going to go, we want to win. And if that means we get to play Real Madrid and beat them in a competition, that sounds more enticing than beating Sheffield. Yes. Yeah, I think... James Lynch put it well, who's another Man U person. He said, uh, uh, owning Manchester United would give Qatar access to all the brand power that football offers, as well as access to a devoted fan base. Uh, These are not commercial investments. They're done as a part of a state project to boost their image, and and it's partly that it allows an avenue to pursue political aims. It's so true. I mean, it's like, it's scary, but it's true. It's they're buying cred. Like, yeah. like you think about it, it, it's like the kid in high school that like would have to buy beers to go to the party. <laughs> it's literally like, guys, I'm cool. Come on, I'm cool. And then it's like, yeah. okay, if I want to look cool to the Western world, what does the Western world like? Cool. I'll, I'll own a sports team and I'll give them what they want. And so, yeah, it, it, I think it's purely like. It's, and, they're, they're using sport as a way to, you know, and to, to build their, their influence. Yeah. Exactly. And look. You can see that as a win-win because if you're a Manchester United fan, and I bet a lot of them are seeing it as a win-win, it's like, cool, Qatar get what they want, and I get what I want, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, what's the downside? 
And I just think there's some things that are slightly more important than team success. And some people will say that's just incorrect, right? Mm -hmm. There's like diehard fans will be like, no, you're wrong. But it's like, I would rather reserve, uh, preserve, sorry, the legacy and everything of Manchester United in the Premier League yeah. than us just become a PSG super team in hey. which. Well, no, because here's the truth, though. Here's hey. the truth, though. <laughs> Would you like PSG more if they were owned by a French sector, a French individual, something, and they were able to do what they no, do? No, yeah, sure. If, like, Bernal and like, owned PSG, that'd be way sicker, but, like... Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Fucking whatever. Yeah. That's what I don't want the Premier League to become. A bunch of outside individuals that own something that's English. Well, I'm just scared of it being, like... It's gonna instead of it being Newcastle versus Man U, it's gonna be Saudi Arabia versus Qatar on the weekend. You know what I mean? Like Literally. they're gonna start using it as like a war vessel. No, <laughs> <Where> like <laughs> this is our pseudo war of like, oh, we're better than you because we're winning the Premier League. You know what I mean? And that's really interesting. And then and then that. English teams will be like, wait, like the or or England will be like, wait, half our league is owned by outs. We need to own a team, so they'll go and buy Arsenal. And that will be the English team. And then the U.S. will be like, well, we want Leeds. And then we just start. And that's the scary thing is when you think about, it's like, England. Though, England. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> but it's just the World Cup again, right? Like, it's no, just. No, it's a World Cup with more steps. <laughs> yeah. It's a World but... Cup, but Qatar can now have a good team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it shows you how scary the situation, though, is, right? When you think the league's based in England and everything's formed and being born out of England. And they can't control the situation. It's it's out of England's control. Yeah, England can't yeah. say, okay, we'll go buy someone, because the truth is, they can't. Really. Well, I think I think also that begs the question, which is kind of my main point of why I wanted to talk about this, is like, how does the like how do governing bodies stop this? Or not? do you think this is something that should be stopped from happening? These kind of investments in the first place, or State how do you manage it? Like, because because the thing is, these are not technically state owned. You know what I mean? Like, it's the Abu Dhabi's United Group, or it's the Qatari Sports Investment Group. I think what you have to look at it as, and I think it is kind of as extreme as this, and I, I might get this wrong, but it's a weird parallel, but just hear me out for a second. There's something about how in the United States, exchange students from certain countries are barred from going into certain educational fields. Okay. Right? So I think Chinese foreign exchange students can't go into, like, aerospace degrees here. It's something really random, but it's like... They actually bar certain foreign exchange students from doing certain things, and it's because they want to preserve the information. I think it's the same thing with the Premier League. I think it's like, listen, you want you want Premier League Brexit. I kind of that sounds bad, right? Like you, I'm you, for you, it, bro. You hear, that, <laughs> you hear that, and it sounds bad. You get a bad, but the truth is, it's like if you don't get that, it's gonna be all these countries that just it's like but, candy's on the table. I'm just gonna grab. That's what it's gonna be. I agree. I also am concerned then is it only going to be English owners like and at that point is that also a problem I think I think what it should be is let's say okay I'm just going to speak as if like I had magical powers and tomorrow I'm forced to deal with this I'd say it can't be a state run governing body I think that's just wrong yeah. because the purpose of that will be to push that state's agenda and success, and that's just blatant, right? You can't get around that. But we also can't use FIFA or the FA because those are also corrupt. Yeah, but, but okay, yeah, exactly, it's true. <laughs> it's, just, it's a loss. I think what they, if I was the Premier League, what I'd say is if you want to own a team, you have to be an individual 
Or I think I'm okay with corporate ownership, but I think corporate ownership needs to be kind of checked because they start running it a little more funky. There are some corporate teams that are messy. Um, yeah. Here are a couple thoughts I have, and mm-hmm. you can shoot them down one by one. Okay. Okay. First off, in Germany, they have the 50 plus I one. Knew oh. you were gonna mention this. I so, do that. you think that's something that we could see in the Premier League that might be successful? Uh, where so no longer. <clears throat> There's no way that that the common English people raise a clone of three billion pounds to buy out half plus one of Man United. No, but if it, say for example the government steps in and says, well, we can't have these outside political influences influencing our league. So now all these teams have to have 50% ownership to the fans. I just don't think it's realistic, though. I I, I think you would have needed that to be implemented, like, decades ago for it I to agree. be able to I be agree. I, I, I think it's a fairy tale now. I'm totally with Oscar. I think, sadly enough, it's actually too successful to implement that. Yeah. The thing about Germany is, like, say what you want, but not many people around the world are waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to watch a random German league game. Also, people in Germany still abuse it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It can get it, but but in o- overall, though, it is probably one of the better systems. Or in the should world. there be should there be a board seat like a a significant voting presence of the fandom on the board of these clubs? So should we start getting b- fan representation in the boards so that, but then they can get paid off too? That's no, but the issue. what no, no no no. But what I like about it is so when this whole ownership thing was happening, right? Well, is still happening. Yeah. Um, what Manchester United is doing is they're surveying their fan clubs from all around the world. And it's really interesting because it shows all the different types of thinking and agendas. So the one yeah. in Sweden, which is actually a pretty prominent big one, I think I think it's Sweden. Um, they were asked who they would like the owners of Manchester United ultimately to be. And I think they voted like 70. No, I think it was higher. I think they voted like 92 percent in favor of Sir Jim over Qatar, which got like 3%, and then right. outside, which got like 5%. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because, yeah, sure, they don't have like sway. That doesn't mean like, oh, they can sell it to Sweden. Yeah. But I do really like that idea of reaching out to all the different pockets and all the different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Because I guess like people like to think like the English fans in the Premier League get the most say now because they're like the realest fans. Yeah. But Sadly, Manchester United is so global too. So that's the thing. It's the Prem so successful now. It's like you can't say that. Yeah. Because there's more fans outside of England than in England of Manchester United now. And I'd hate to argue, probably more passionate ones too. Because people who are just getting into it now probably care more than those who have done it for sixty years. Like the people, there might be more casual Man U fans in England. There's obviously the people who Probably's, go every week. Is Finn more passionate about Chelsea than? Jeremy no, 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 Clarkson. no. I'm not talking about Finn, but I'm saying like, <laughs> for we're a pretty good example. I'd say I'm I am a pretty passionate Everton fan. The problem is, Jack, you don't know what it's like to live in Liverpool. No, I don't. And, I don't. I'm not. I'm not in the top. your entire week is having to deal with the fact that you live in Liverpool. No. And then one day and out of the week. your footy club shit. Uh, yeah. I, I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'd say I'd say now in, in the past, Americans were probably in the 90th percentile of caring. Uh-huh. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, like I kind of care about uh, but Barcelona or whatever, they're proud. Of, I like that messy guy, like the little short one, little midget kid. But uh-huh. I think nowadays, like you can have, I think I fall personally in like the 40th percentile outside of the people who are living there going every week. I think I am one of the most passionate international fans because I, I'm on the forums. I'm talking, I'm sending in letters to the club. Now I want to read these. Like I'm, I'm doing my part, but, but I'm just yeah. saying I, in, to your point, 
the world is being served now to a global fan base. Yeah, and exactly. You've seen it in with Arsenal too, in like China. Arsenal is really big in China for yeah, some and reason. Yeah, in Japan too. And Japan. Weird as hell. I guess Tomoyasu makes sense. <clears throat> no, but it was before that too. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, actually, I know why. It's because no, it's because Arsene Wenger um, was a coach for Nagoya before he went to Arsenal for a year. No, yes, um, he was. That's um, right. Also, I have two thoughts for state ownership for you. Yeah. Firstly, purely devil's advocate. If instead of it being Saudi Arabia versus Qatar versus UAE, if it was Belgium Investment Limited versus fucking yeah. Canada LTD and Denmark Corp. Yeah. But I think those are, are we different. Still ha- no, but not, are we still having this conversation? No, no, because there's less human rights aspects of it. That's the reason I think it's important to talk about because we have issues being pressed forward that are of of... I hate to say of old world thinking where it's like, I mean, working <gasps> rights, gay rights, like things that we've gotten past for decades, women's, right. women's rights. Yeah. That's a huge one too. It's like these things have been gone for years, but now having these people with unbelievable fan bases and power now having a say in like how a giant corporation runs just because of a stupid amount of money is, I think it's a little Fair. dangerous. I'll play devil's advocate with Oscar though. And I'll say this. You could argue that it's actually helping, like, Qatari on a moral level by buying into this Western culture. Because think about this. I mean, it wasn't Qatari. It was Saudi. Yeah. It might have been UAE. I can't remember. But one of them, it was illegal to drive if you were a chick until 26. Saudi Arabia. It was Saudi. Yeah, it was Saudi. And then Qatar's having women refs at the World Cup. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I heard. Um, and so that's kind of crazy that you think, like, oh, it might be just be for show. But it's happening there. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter necessarily if it's like deep and like it's that they're truly embracing that culture. At least it's happening and that might multiply. Fair. I, I don't disagree with that. My my I think my core question to all of this, and it's pretty stupid that like I didn't say it's a start, is just why? Like, why is Qatari buying PSG? Why are they buying Man United? I get it's to like have people know who Qatar is. Mm-hmm. But for what reason? Like, why do people need to know Qatar? Because there's no, there's no power in that other than, like, people's name. I mean, if you want to get into, like, the super meta answer, it's about people go there and, like, start industry there once they run out of oil reserves and their country doesn't collapse in 30 years if we all switch to electric cars. But that's going to happen anyways. But yeah, but why, that's why, would, you choose, prevent, why would you choose no, but that's to why go they're to trying to prevent it by having this, like, holy fuck, well... Mbappe is going to go to Qatar after. So if you want to come see Mbappe play in real time, you need to come here and find a job here, which is not going to be in the oil sector. I, I guess that does make sense. But then wouldn't you just start a Qatari league where you well, bring they have all the that. players and there? No, they literally did that with like Xavi and like Hamid Rodriguez and whatever. Yes. And no one gives a fuck. Exactly. It's hard yes. to care. Here's another it's one of my, my final solution thing, and then we'll get into more current events. My final thing, and this is this is the Todd Bowley special. Oh salary cap oh boo no 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 low-key cringe yeah i, I think it's low-key cringe as well but i think salary would cap you be in sports look at american sports salary cap i think room. dude like room. i think if Mbappe's the best player in the world he should be as heinous as it is i think he should be allowed to earn the I, egregious amounts of no money i don't getting. disagree it, what's interesting and I, I don't like it personally um but the way the mls does it is they allow like a certain amount of roster spots to have unlimited salaries like, they have three spots where these players can earn any amount they want. And then you have the rest of your 25-man roster yeah. where that's all. Overcomplicating it. What's, can I, I'll just I tell agree. you why it's dumb. It's because no matter what, at the end of the day, people will take cuts. 
Look, Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors, and he he took a pay cut to do it. People don't care. They'll yeah. find loopholes and they'll find ways around it. It's yeah. literally easier to go. So is it just is it just come down to like, to just having like t- insanely insanely detailed accounting reports, like people who are always on top of how the money is showing up. But yeah. even then, the money's so easy to fudge. Like you can just do it through a shirt no, sponsor because sure, sure, you sure, own sure. Emirates Airlines, and then it's just like say what Red Bull did. Just you can yeah. say it's a catering cost. You yeah. can literally like th- this is an F one example. Sorry, I hate okay. that. I, I always got to bring in one. But last year, F1 is doing this. Uh, the past two years, it's the first time they've implemented a cost cap. Yeah. And, of course, in the first season, it gets breached. Yeah. But, of course, Red Bull being smart and not about to admit that they breached the cost cap. Oh, it's catering. It's for catering. We have to feed our people. Can't let us starve. Yeah, so it was like hotel it. fees and fucking room exactly. service. Uh, and, and you know like what that. the punishment was? You know what the punishment was? Fine. Yeah. So you're gonna. I I think paid it's more money to pay money. Exactly. It's like the Man City thing. That's what right? Man City's gonna end up doing too. But it's so it's ridiculous. It's just like the biggest oxymoron ever. How are you gonna punish yeah. a team for overspending money by making them spend all the money? They don't care. That's <laughs> also, like it's already proven they don't care. I See? will say one thing just to circle back to your state ownership thing real quick. Now this one, this one, you're gonna have to uh, like hear me out fully, right? Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 no! Seriously, are you gonna get us canceled? Or no, is just, I, like okay. absolutely not. I think okay. state ownership on some level can be a good thing. Okay. Hear me out. You know of a car manufacturer, Renault, right? Yeah. It's a French car brand, but it's also fifty percent owned by the French government. Yeah. And that makes me more enticed to buy a Renault. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so when they go into their F1 team. And shit, that's, like, even more reason why I want them to do well. Because I see it as, um, like, representing my country and everything, even beyond the, oh, their factory is in my country. Like, this this is literally being paid for with money that I send to the French government on some level. Yes. So, I honestly think that a state ownership done right can have the exact opposite effect of what we were talking about earlier in this podcast of, like, oh, well, no one gives a fuck if this becomes the Saudi Arabia UAE derby. Well, yes. I think your idea is correct. I think... What you're forgetting is this, you have your scopes off. Cause no, absolutely. It's no, just you're like you're, you're forgetting about. that they imported 90% of their citizens. No, so yeah, it's no, like, no, no. But but I'm, <laughs> not saying, I'm not saying the Qatar example is the right way to do it, but oh, I'm saying oh. there is a right way to do it. Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like every single country buying into it, the countries don't actually care. You go to no, the I know, absolutely. They're like Qataris will say, "Oh, like we like PSG," but they're not like PSG fans. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like if if I don't know, fucking like flamenco was like 15% owned by the Brazilian government. Do you not think that every Brazilian would want to just see... be gone then? Like you would just have a World Cup. No, I don't think so. You would just employ Kylian Mbappe to play for the US. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. My point is that like I don't know, like if you like say you pick a country that doesn't have much representation in the Champions League, right? Like France again, right? Okay. If PSG became like 15% French owned, They'll give me far more reason to want to see PSG win than just, ooh, well, it's the one pr- play, like, place in France. Like, oh, this is like the representation of France on this grand stage. Which is why I'm saying if Benfica became like 20% owned by Portugal, you don't think that every Portuguese Donnie would want Benfica to win the Champions League? I, I agree, and I think that it would then just make it like there'd be 25 teams or however many European Fair. countries are competing. Because then... No one else will. If if I'm, if say for example Benfica gets bought fifty percent by the Portuguese government and I'm Porto, I'm gonna be like, 
what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, the money coming out of my paycheck that I'm earning at Porto is getting paid to the Donny across the river. Yeah. Like, he's I mean, making what, dude, my that, money. That's what's happening if you work at, like, fucking Citroen. Is your yes, paycheck yeah. goes to fund Reno. Yeah, it so sucks. Like, yeah, I mean, fucking but, yeah, get so over it. I think kind of the, the conclusion on, on this whole thing is that it's important to just keep it at the front of our minds when we're, I know, obviously, Man United becoming Qatari-owned, but just we're going to see a lot of success for these teams in the near future. And I hope that we continue to, to keep these human rights issues, at least in the conversation when we're talking about successes. Cause I think unfortunately with man city, we're, we're getting around that where you just look at them and you say, Oh, they've just got a lot of money and they do really well, but you're not like, Oh, well that money comes from slave labor and people dying from starvation. You know? Well, that's, what's really funny about all the people that gave Ronaldo slack for his contract. It's like, Oh, good for you. You're earning like, whatever it is, like 100 euros a second, that's getting paid for off of, like, Saudi slaves. So yeah. that's very ethical of you, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that. I think and there's nothing we could do about it. Like, mm-hmm. as a fan, we're, we're powerless. It's just the big Donnie's up top. If we make, but if, I mean, putting even a piece of content like this out, I hope somehow just we can have a yeah, snowball effect. Makes it to the chic of Qatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Qatar, please... Qatar, I hate you for buying every no, club no, that's no, 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 not no, no, Everton no. Football Club. Actually, it's Qatar, <laughs> not Saudi. We can say whatever we want about Qatar. We okay. really can't speak too bad Second on question. What country would you want to buy your club? <laughs> oh, England. Yeah, exactly. It would be England. No, but like not, not in the not country. England? Yes. Um, France. Okay, Oscar. That doesn't count for both of us. And I'm not going to say the U.S. because that went bad this last time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say if you can let any country own it it would probably be like australia or canada fucking you're gonna it'd say probably that. be something canada like, is so cringe nah, because it's, it's somewhere it's that shares the english two, ideology yeah, it's crazy how you said two crown colonies yeah it, but it's yeah. true though it's true but, though. i mean india i'm not gonna pick china <laughs> like everywhere on the on the world is an english colony they just uh, suck nah. i'm picking i'm picking france okay no but i'm i'm okay i'm, I'm want, picking monaco i'm going fiji what the fuck? That's, that's an Everton gas. pick, though. That's an Everton pick, though. Or, or who would be like who would be the most fun fans? Like that's what I'm thinking of. Australia Jamaica. would be sick. Jamaica, Jamaica would be gas. Oh, maybe Bro, maybe like Cameroon. Senegal. Yeah. Senegal like has Nigeria, some sick Nigeria, Cameroon. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, Nigeria would actually be good because they've got a lot of money in Nigeria. Nigeria. I would go Niger. Niger Boda. Yeah, I'm going Monaco. Fuck you. Somali. I take my answer back. <laughs> Somaliland. It's gonna be no. the pirates. Yeah, exactly. That'd be kind of tough. Well, uh, that's it for pretty much my section. What are we looking at at time? 50 uh, minutes? Hour three. But there's 15 minutes yeah, of waffle? Yeah, about 55 probably. Okay, cool. So we probably got about 20 minutes to go through this bottom part. Do you want to lead us, Oscar? Or? Sure. Okay. Um, Twitter timeline, but but in audio format. Let's let's get it running. We just went through, uh, essentially to give you guys what went on, Uh, I went through like the best news from the past month and we just wrote down what it is oh, <laughs> and we're just gonna talk uh, about it <laughs> epl title race arsenal winning the league i uh, think so could they could pretty unsolvable right now i have yeah. to be honest yeah except that one man that one man no shut up i don't want to talk didn't about he it. i mean isn't that on our list as well <laughs> uh, yeah it although is. we, we yeah. gotta talk about crash out of the europa league though which i think is a good thing for you guys yeah, I don't really mind. I'm not, I mean, it would have been cool, but like, I don't. Whose like, fault is it? Is it Kim Kardashian's fault? It kind of okay. Kim's, it kind of is. Or is it Kim Smelly fault. Deli's fault? Because for some reason he was there. Dude, okay. Kim, <laughs> wait, what? He was yeah. on Kim Kardashian's Instagram story. Yeah. Uh, wait. Deli Alley. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Why was, was he no, in England? It was, dude, Are, it was so weird. I was were they in Turkey or was it in yeah, England? Yeah, no, no, no. He um, went to Turkey to see Delhi Alley? No. Uh, Delhi Alley came to London to watch a game with Kim, I guess. Oh, no. He wants that Arsenal spot. Yeah. No, I don't think he wants that Arsenal spot. But, um, <laughs> dude, yeah, it was so weird because I was watching. I, I was at the gym and it's heading to Penn's and I'm like, shit, I need to go watch this. And so I'm in my car, like, stressing. It's like 3-3 three, three on Penn's. <laughs> the commentator is like, like, oh, Saka steps up. Kim Kardashian in the stands. And I was like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? What do you mean Kim Kardashian in the stands? I don't know. So I just random. showed Robbie the photo of Deli Alley with Kim Kardashian's the most child. Most random ass picture in the world. And yeah. Kim Kardashian goes, and the surprises continue at Delhi. Because Deli Alley is like... No. He's contracted to Everton Football Club at this moment. But he's like not a celebrity compared no. to Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, also Arsenal? Like yeah, he's Tottenham. That doesn't make any sense. I, but Literally, I, just, yeah. I think Arsenal's winning the league. I think, I think Arsenal have a good shot. You guys have a really easy schedule I'm as well. Still, yeah. I'm still not going to say Arsenal just because I want Arsenal to win. I want to double jinx it. But also I have a little more faith in City when it comes down to those last five games. Yeah, except for when City get I think City though, here's my thought. City beat Bayern in the Champions League and they kind of forget about the Prem. I think it's the opposite. I think they they lose to Bayern. I think and they, they lose to crazy. Bayern and they go, we're out of everything except the FA Cup, which is Sheffield and United. <laughs> I think they're gonna bend that off and go, we're gonna make sure we get our third in a row. Uh, uh, nah, Arsenal has I mean, also it depends on depends on the the man, the bot. Yeah, yeah, it does he hit forty goals. I, Erling Holland. Well, we'll I'm just gonna say this now. It's just not <clears throat> impressive because, firstly, everyone's gonna bring up forty goals. Okay, for, who's it against Jack? What was the end of the ending score and who's was it against? Seven nil against Leipzig. No, 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 no. But the most recent hat trick was against Burnley. Okay. Oh Burnley. well, yeah. But then the two days before so yeah, it was five goals against. He- exactly. <laughs> oh, the first three were dog shit. Now, though. exactly. Tell me the most memorable goal from either of those two games. Either of those two. He had a really good one against Burnley. To be fair, where he opened his body up. I, he hit bro, it with his I really left watched foot. the fucking. I actually watched the Burnley game. <laughs> I just think like it's really impressive, and he is a machine. He's not fun to watch. Okay, I don't think that matters. It's, like, it I, does controversial matter. it take does that doesn't does matter. matter. Because I would rather watch Anthony Martial score. Here's my argument: one goal. Cristiano Ronaldo matches. wasn't that fun to watch. He did what he had to no, do. No, Cristiano's fun to watch though because he creates he moments from nothing though. Like, like it would just be dead, and it'd be like, oh shit, we. But then also get back in this game over the man. top through ball. It's 15 but yards in front of him, and he gets to it before the center back because he's just a goat. That's the problem with Holland, though. It's like if a moment's happening, it's not going to be a Holland solo run, or it's not going to be um like a free kick Holland magic. It's going to be like an insane. Well, it was like an insane De Bruyne pass, or remember that Cancelo goal he had? It's yeah. like stuff like that where it's like yes. that finish is insane. It's the pass. I agree, and I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that this is the best goal scorer we've seen in the Premier League. In the last twenty five years. Here's the thing, though. I totally disagree. I totally disagree. I think Thierry Henry's clear, yeah. and Wayne Rooney. I think is Thierry like, Henry as a so goal scorer. Yeah, easy. No, no, yes. no, no, no. He might. Be, he's a better player. Thierry has like two hundred fifty. I'll say this: goals in the Jack, Premier League. He has impressive. forty in. In he's gonna be okay, 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 next year. But really quickly, pull up how many goals are City have scored this year. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. Impressive wise, it's not impressive because he's playing with a squad that's worth more than basically every other squad in the the league. Okay. Two hundred fifty eight goals for TT, by the way. I just looked at. Well, how many goals have they scored this year? I didn't look it up. I don't okay, that's fine. What I will say though is, if you're talking about the most impressive performance, Manchester United cannot fucking score goals. We are horrible at attacking this season. We're not that good. Marcus Rashford has what like 
tw- 20 in the Prem. I think it's like 18 in the Prem, whatever. And then it's like 25 in all competitions. I think that's more impressive than Holland's 40. I mean, I'm not gonna Rashford argue that. I'm just here. I'm just here to give Holland his flowers, bro. Holland has 20 in the prem. Harry Kane has 21. He's Ivan 28. Tony, <laughs> Ivan Tony has 16. <laughs> Rashford has 14, and Marnelli is 13. And then what's all competitions? I think he's up to 20 something uh, in all bro, competitions. But, but Holland has scored has scored eight goals in the last four days. I know that's the thing. <laughs> like, but, but and they're okay. Uh, yes, you. He's on 26. But, uh, okay. 26, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I just want to say that this is kind of insane. Like, we're not... It is. It is. I know what no, you're going to say. Oh, it's great when he fails a no, doping no, 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 test no. in six months. It is, it's impressive. <laughs> Jack, I take it back. It is impressive, but I just think, like... I just don't think anyone else could do Christ. it. That's the thing. I, I disagree. That's what I totally disagree. I think there are four players in the world right now that could do that. Who? I think Mbappe, Mbappe does that. I think... I think Rashford could do that. If I think he could. Why why do you think name me goals that Holland scored this year that Rashford couldn't score this year? Any header. That's untrue because Rashford has at least like four headers this year. He he can't get to ten foot five. I I, I disagree. <laughs> I think Rashford could do what Holland does. Anything that has to do with easy. physicality. I uh, I mean, yeah, but I think Rashford I, Anything on the left foot. <laughs> no, but even still, I think Mbappe, Rashford, and Dude, I think Aussie Man in that city team is not getting okay. 40, Ocean Man, Ocean Man's right? the only one that maybe could do similar. No, Mbappe's Mbappe could also Ocean do similar. Too. But I don't think Mbappe, Mbappe in the center. I don't know. I think Mbappe on the right wing could do. I similar. think I think those three, and I think I think those three could do at least five percent to what Holland has done this year. No, no, I don't think Lua could. I think Lua is Harry Kane master. could. Harry Kane could. But I again, I don't, I don't know, because Holland's physicality is different. Like. I think he's as fast, if not faster, than some of the players we have mentioned beforehand. It's true, but but okay, let's let's not get into the Holland yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. It's just more so the man has forty goals in his exactly. first season in the Premier League. When you think about the goal what of the, the game fuck? is to score goals, he's doing yes, it. The he's best doing the hardest end. thing in the world, in the hardest league in the world. Like we can't, we can't. I would say Sorry, it's the hardest footballing thing. Talking about that seven nil Man U Liverpool. It's fine because since then we've had. A great time. And Liverpool um, lost. We've scored. We've scored eight goals since that result. Liverpool have scored zero. So that's just what I'll bring into fact. Yeah, Listen, true. it was it was one of those times where like you kind of have a smile on your face as the world's burning down because it was gonna happen. Yeah. You can't keep winning and winning and winning. No one keeps winning. You're gonna lose. Now, did we have well, to lose? Some by people do keep winning. I don't think that we we saw some sh- some stinky. To that it was, day. but it's what happened. But the thing is, okay, this is a co- this is a weird take. I don't think they played that bad menu. I, like, think I don't think it, they played that bad. I don't think they played. I, I we played worse it. game. I think we yeah. played worse in the first sixty minutes of today's game against Fulham than we did yes. against Liverpool. Yeah. What it was was, and it's just classic. When something can go wrong, it will, and everything did. But everything. what was weird? It was like the first half was like. It was, it was fine. You still conceded. You still conceded, but you're like, you go into the break. You're like, okay, well, we conceded, whatever. And it was, and that was the thing. It was like, I remember I watched it with Oscar, and it was like, we I were watching. Dude, I watched, okay, the story's insane. F1 race right before, mm-hmm. it ends right as the game starts. The race is at like 6 in the morning or something. So the game starts at like 8.30. We watched the first half. It's 1-0, and I'm like, this game's dead. I'm going to go home. Take a nap, wake up. I'm just what the fuck? How did this? How did we concede six in the second half? Don't you remember? So we saw the first goal, and the first goal was that insane Gagpo goal. And it yeah, was one really of those goals goal. where you know you're playing your rival at their home, but I just went, "That's a good goal. Yeah. We deserve to get scored on. That's a good yeah. goal." 
And then you just see. I remember I looked down at my phone. There's one trickled in. Looked down at my phone. There's one trickled in. And it was like every time. Every time they had a chance. I played a game of FIFA like this today. Yeah. It's like every time they had a chance, they scored. Like yeah. it wasn't like they even went got a corner. It was like score, <laughs> score, 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 score. And then we dragged it out. It could have been yeah. 10. But I, I still think Liverpool's so weird because the next week when I, I – I mean, I don't care how they do against Man United. I'll be real. Like I was like, oh, cool, Liverpool won. When they're playing Bournemouth, and I'm like, please, God, fucking beat Bournemouth, and they goddamn lose, and I'm just like, they're doing it, they're doing it to troll us. No, I swear what it to God. is, what it is, is that was a pure passion play. That wasn't anything about tactics. That no. that man you game, that wasn't anything about you're gonna change the dressing room. All that was was vibes. Exactly. We have to go kill these guys because yeah. everyone is yelling at us, and these are the one guys we can't get whooped to. They got the momentum, and they got it. But nothing changed about them fundamentally. They were still the shitty yeah. Liverpool they've been all season. Yeah. Um, Antonio Conte. Dude. Oh, hates his I love it. So funny. He's awesome. He's best personality. Where in the do we think he goes? Uh, here's what I've he heard. Stays. Okay, no. He, I think he will stay. I think ah. they're sick in the head. I think I think Levy might be the worst. Tottenham are the people that would stay with their abusive ex. <laughs> they're that yeah. team. I think he goes to Juventus after like he gets sacked because we're going to finish ninth. Um... My, I've, I was reading this this morning, but uh, I watched like the whole interview after the game because I mean, that's insane. I, it's 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 insane. A and I have this sick, twisted little kink in my head where I'm like, well, they might just cut Richarlison. They might just cancel his contract. I say, if Richarlison goes back to Everton, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh so hard. I would I would actually be so happy Can if I- we, yeah go ahead. Can I tell you what this is like to me? What? This is like Tottenham's version of the Ragnick part, where oh. I I think all it is is everyone was done with Man U and Ragnick. Ragnick wasn't as bad, because Conte literally came out and was yeah. like, it's 11 selfish players not I playing as a everyone. team. Right? We it don't have yeah. the mentality. We all suck. And this is the, it's because of the owner. It's because of the chairman. It's, awesome. it's been here for 20 years, and there's nothing I can do to change it. But here's the thing, though. It's like, it's very Italian, first off. Because yeah. you look at, like, the Italian league, and, like, Jose's getting a red card every weekend. So yeah. they always, they're very, they'll say what they want to say. Um... It's so funny, though, because it's like, that's actually what Tottenham needed. I think it's fantastic for the club. I yes. Think what ex- he did the right thing, well, I was going to say, I was going to say, I, I liked it a yeah, lot. <laughs> like, if, if my manager did that, like, I mean, if Frank Lampard had just come out last year, or or who was before him? I don't fucking remember at this point. Oh, um, the Don. Ra- yeah. Or no, Rafa. Rafa. If Rafa oh had God. come, well, no, actually, that's a lie. If it was anyone other, other than Rafa, Rafa who was a ma- in manager and he had come out and said, like, the He's players like, don't want it. Like, they yeah. don't fucking want it. And I'd just be like, well, fair enough. Like, <laughs> I trust <laughs> Conte. Exactly. Yeah. I trust Conte more than most of the Spurs players. Um, I-, I think it's awesome. I think it's what they need. So I think they might stay with him. They might just be like, well, he's no. not that wrong. I think he wants to go. I think oh, I think he wants to go, is, too. Exactly. I think no, he wants to he, go. His contract ends with him. He said he's not renewing. There's no shot he's at time. But do they sack to... him, though? No, but he, he, he wants to get sacked. No, his employment it comes to an end at the end of a season. No, I'm aware. I'm aware. But does he just want to be like, I'm out here early? Exactly. Oscar, he could get oh, three sure. months off right now. For yeah, three. sure. I'm sure that's what he was yeah. hoping to do. Well, I heard but... they want Marco Silva. That's their play. Hmm. From Fulham. Interesting. And then apparently, 
Frank Dankpard is linked with oh, Fulham. No, Fulham, don't do <laughs> Dude, that that's, again. That's, 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 I love Frank, and I kind of love him as a manager. <laughs> he shouldn't. He should not manage the Premier literally. League ever again. I think like Darby would be great for him. Like he a Wayne yes. Rooney, Darby yes. would be great was for Darby. him. He he was literally at Darby. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was Darby yeah. before Wayne. Exactly. Um, I think he should go back. Yeah. Interesting one as well. Crystal Palace sacking Vieira. Do you guys have any Ruben thoughts man's. on that one? I feel bad. I for thought, him. can I be honest? Yeah. I don't get it because Me I neither. thought they were going to sack Vieira and then go out and like beat or tie Arsenal, right? I thought he was going to be you always see it with Leeds and stuff like that. They sack the manager, the new um, manager mounts. Locker room exactly. The locker room you felt it with Everton, right? You beat Liverpool after you got Arsenal. Sean Ars- no, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. I thought Chris Palace were going to do the same exact thing. And I just don't get why they'd fire him because I actually yeah. think he was doing a pretty good job this yeah. year. I, I, and what was dumb to me is they did it before the easy run of fixtures. And I don't know, like, I mean, their last games were what, like City, Arsenal, United twice. United twice. I mean, they were losing a lot, which. But they tied us? Yeah, they tied I mean, I mean, they tied us, and that was kind of on the top of our form, too. And so yeah. they kind of broke our form run. That was the game that Rashford didn't score in, actually. That's what yeah. it was. But I think, like, for me, it's a weird take, and especially since they're looking to reappoint Roy Hodgson, I think that is oh, no, unreal. I... That bag of bones That's might have horrible. a job again. I know it's disgusting. I mean, they'd actually have better luck getting that kid from the French league who plays foot manager. Oh, Will, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They literally have Will Stilt. Will Stilt. Will Stilt. They'd literally have better luck getting Will. Stilt. Do you know what's sad? He came out two days ago and said that he actually doesn't play football manager. Really? That he just played it in high school. And but didn't... I mean, it's kind of the same thing in my. Yeah, mind. but he's like, I haven't touched that computer in ten years. But everyone is just like, he's just saying that so we don't take his job. <laughs> <laughs> All the football manager players. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a questionable one for me, especially this late in the season. Because who? Agree. The only there's only two people you can bring in now. Also, bro, I just looked CBG. at it real quick. Real quick Big on. Sam. I just looked oh, at my. it. Big Palace S- are one point behind Chelsea. Yeah, right. No, they're gonna... not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They they're one place, not one point. Um. Oh, you're right. Sorry, they are one place behind Chelsea. They are yeah, one yeah, point yeah, ahead yeah. of like the relegation zone. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because I, I, <laughs> I was like, I was about to say what? I read goal difference. I read goal they difference. They were kind of beating the best of the rest race this year, which there's a lot of the. The rest, rest is crazy. The rest exactly. is twelve teams. <laughs> it literally that's the thing. So you think Crystal Palace was kind of doing okay in that race? Why are you getting? I mean, this well, is the type of season where I, it's not gonna happen. If everything fell apart for that team, they can legitimately get relegated. Well, not even if they everything falls apart. They're what? They're four points yeah, they off the drop. Lose, like, two games. Why do you fire your manager when you're above the relegation zone? I like in yeah. the, in that scenario it doesn't make sense to me. I just think it's because they had a buffer and then that buffer has slowly it's been closing. Match. But at the same time, you look at the games they're playing and you're like, yeah, no shit. Like you're not beating City. You're not beating Arsenal to get. I have that. an anecdote about Patrick Vieira. Go ahead. I met him in a B show in France because he owned a B show in the same village I was born in. Was he fat at that point? Um. Well, yeah, because he was like forty three. But so I feel like he got like, really fat at one point. No, like, he, he was, was he wasn't like obese, but like okay. you could tell, you could tell he was enjoying his retirement. But I was like, six. Yeah. is it him that's the Tottenham are shit? Um. Yes. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsene Wenger yeah. goes up to Patty V and goes, uh, "Do you know any English yet?" In French, and he goes, "Yes, Tottenham are shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's so gas. Um, let's go to these final. Two, time for Mbappe to leave. I don't know what that means. But. Uh, they got knocked. Okay, so uh, PSG got knocked out of the Champions League. <gasps> yeah, right. I didn't know that. Is it? Oh, I know. Honestly, horrifying. But like, does Mbappe just say, you know, fuck Paris? I'm just going to Real now. 
like, now? Get, like, does he just like, does he just summer. give up? His he's got, he's got two summer. more. He's got two and a half years yeah, left. That's what I'm saying. Does he just give up on his dream no, of winning the Champions League with Paris and just says, "Fuck it, Absolute. I'm just, I'm moving to Spain. Fuck this shit, I'm out." But you're gonna have to pay for him though. Well, yeah, but like, still, like, do you do you think that's on his mind no. right now? I, well, I think it's on his mind, but I don't think it's ever gonna happen because I don't think. I mean, PSG will just ask for four hundred million for him. But you saw they they've tabled a bid for Cavaradona. No, yeah. Kavarskiela, they've tabled a hundred and twenty million euro oh, bid for Kavarskiela. But I, but here's the thing: they have a lot of money, and you can say what they want. I think Mbappe is slightly getting bigger than the club now. I agree. I think he's having a Ronaldo effect. So when Os, I don't think the segments that um. Well, I mean, the whole Oscar. team is bigger than the club. I hate to say it, but you've got Messi and Mbappe and Neymar. Exactly. I think. <laughs> I think. I think Mbappe is first to jump ship. I people are gonna say it's Neymar and Messi. I think Mbappe is the first to go. I'm youngest. I'm the best one here. Not There's... the best one, but... He is the best one. He's not the best one. He is the best. He's better than Messi right now. No, he's not. If I'm... Ah. He's I... not. He's close. It's it's in the next year that it will happen, but it's not yet. I think it's now. I think the World it's, Cup is going to happen in it. 2018. <laughs> Jesus <Wait>. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think... There's a possibility. I would say if I'm a betting man, there's a 30% chance he goes to Real in the summer. I don't think that's outrageous. I, I think he makes sense. But, I mean, Real's in a little bit of a tough spot. That's what I'm saying. I can see it, bro. They kind of they kind of low-key need a striker. Benzema's out of contract this summer. Yeah. Who knows if They'll give him an extension. I wish, I wish more swaps happened in football like they do in basketball, right? Because, like, trades, like trades in basketball are really sick. Yeah. A Benzema-Mbappe trade plus cash, would it kind of makes sense for both teams. I mean, PSG yeah. just aging and like kind of becoming less relevant. Benzema would get but... literally hung at the stake from going from Lyon to Paris. Oh, no. Actually, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be it probably wouldn't matter that much. If we went from OM to Paris, it would go this year. Speaking of the Madrid issue, I mean, today was El Clasico. Madrid lost to Barca, but we wanted to. T- I wanted to touch more on. Well, I just want to congratulate Barca. I think they've won La Liga now officially. Pretty much, Basically. like man, you would have won La Liga this season. That's all that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Won La Liga. But uh, I mean, we can have another episode about corruption later. But oh, that yeah, that their we'll, story's we'll, crazy. We'll do it like a little spoiler for that. The stuff that's coming out right now, Nuts. I'm telling you, in ten years, it's all gonna be blown open. My conspiracy theory hat on right now. I think in the next fifteen years, we're gonna find out this World Cup was rigged. Yeah, no shit. Bro. Yes, exactly. Obviously. But I think it's gonna come out. Well, I think Mbappe, all this is gonna be Mbappe was able not to... meant to score any goals in the World Cup final and said, "Fuck you, I want two. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like the script, the script said Messi hat trick. Oh, I haven't said, seen it. I haven't seen it. Shit. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oscar. Oh, yeah, sorry. Take it easy. Um, but I, I think all of the stuff that's coming out. I think every single league, even the Prem, because I, I this kind of a tangent, but I think this season and with but the introduction of VAR. You're seeing. Oh, it's some disgusting, bro, teams. bro. I I'm obviously gonna play the victim card because my team sucks. Oh, but Everton. genuinely, some of the calls that go against us versus the other direction are are laughable. Like you'll look, you'll look, and you'll see like the, for example, Wolves getting two straight <laughs> reds in two seconds mm. for for someone complaining when 
Arteta can literally make fun of the referee for making a call and go, da, 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 yeah, in his abused, face. bro, a few years ago. It's cool. We're just, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it's just, I feel like there's so much leeway for these teams that oh are my God, bigger. It's, so it's disgusting. There's just, the Even problem in is... Fulham, Fulham, like, there's, you yeah, can argue that uh, some of those things worst, shouldn't be red. I mean, I'll, I'm a Man United fan, but I'll come out and say this. The Premier League gifted us the derby. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. that goal prob... And listen, we scored two after it, or we scored one after it, but, like... Yeah. That goal probably shouldn't have counted. Do you remember that yeah. one game against Brian where the game ended and the one... Yes, they brought him back. Bolt, <laughs> ah, actually, awesome. Bruno took a pen. No, no, no. And here's the thing, though. And what's really interesting to me is I'm not even saying that, like, we'll say Liverpool. I'm not even saying that, like, the Prem look at Liverpool just favorably or just negatively. But what I'm saying is from weekend to weekend, it seems like there are agendas on certain teams. Yes. And so it's like... We want Man U to win right now, or we don't want Man U to win right now, and we're going to sway that for entertainment's sake. And I think that's what's happening. Well, I feel like I can I can agree with it because, I mean, we see it in the Everton thing now. Like, the fact that we're a big club struggling. Like, I feel like every week we get a bad call to keep us struggling just so that we can't get to that Abuse. level. of like. I mean, look at, like, the Chelsea game, for example. I mean, to be you fair. Did you watch that? No, no. No, you did not. But, uh, like, it, there's just calls, like, so many calls against us that, like, all our players start getting yellows and start getting suspended. We also, start getting things like that. Crazy how the only team to beat Argentina was Saudi Arabia. I love that from you, Austin. That's a great <laughs> point. I mean, I'm a little kinda, upset. I know what happens now, but that's yeah. a great point from you. And and our final point, one that I thought was kind of funny that came out, uh, speaking of Argentina, um, I want to get the actual full title, but... This might take a second. Uh, Bobbert, say something. Just talk about something. We'll talk about Saudi Arabia quickly, Oscar. Um, do you think their human rights violations uh, are okay? In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. You know. Okay, here's... Law, brother. I found it. I found it. Uh, here's the title of the article. Uh, Papu Gomez oh my God. paid a witch no. to slow down Lo Celso's recovery so that he could have a spot in the Argentine World Cup roster. This is the true reason that Papu Gomez will not be present during the World Cup winners' celebratory friendlies. I just thought that was kind of fun. I it's back tough. it. I am, here's the thing, though. It's better than your own brother. Yeah, true. here's the thing, though. And look, it backfired for Pogba, so he's taking a risk. Because Pogba visited the witch doctor, he hasn't been the same I since. saw the witch doctor. Yeah, right? What, yeah, what yeah, to yeah, do? It's uh, the Wiz Doctor. Yeah, I'll tell you that is true. He said it. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang. Thank you for listening to the We Know Ball podcast. Rodrigo DePaul is kind of a cuck. We're going to be back in a bit. Remember to eat some guava. Ting, tang, ting, wallabing, bang. Arsenal's winning the league. If you step.